Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. And I have with me my new friend, Erica Grace. Erica, thank you so much for making time for our listeners today. Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. And uh, we had a, a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but I think we're, we're fine now. We're going to dive right <laughs> back into conversation. And uh, we're going to actually be talking about something today that, I mean, I, I'm a total nerd, I realize, but I love the topic of time management. I, I've seen the significant benefits that come from managing time effectively. And uh, when we were talking about doing this this interview, this conversation, you actually suggested that we talk about or volunteer that you would talk about time management. And this is kind of something different for the Boca podcast. It's normally me talking about it. So I'm excited to go there in just a little bit. Uh, I'm also excited for our listeners to get to know you. I'm going to get to know you a little bit as well. Uh, But before we go there, I'd love for you to just start our listeners off with a a big value add. You know, if for some reason they had to turn the podcast episode off after a few minutes, I still want them to walk away with something. And I'd love for you to share with them an aha moment that you experienced, or maybe a series of moments that you experienced um, in your business that made a difference in your business. Sure, absolutely. So as a young photographer, my business is only about two years old. So there's been lots of seasons over the years where there have been aha moments for me. And my first aha moment that I could remember that's probably the most exciting was when I realized I can actually make a living on photography and doing what I love. And it was just, (laughs) I was just so excited. So in the very beginning, that was my main momentum uh, to give me hope and to give me that incentive. Like, you know what, you can make a living on something that you really enjoy and have that freedom to, you know, do so. So, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I didn't come through parents that, you know, had an education, you know, but they had a business that they developed together. So that, you know, helped me with having that, you know, incentive and, you know, the support to do that. So in the very beginning, when I created my business, that was the most exciting part. And then over the years, when I would photograph weddings, and that's my main focus. So, you know, for example, you know, the, the family members would come up to us at the end of the day and say, thank you for all your hard work. And over time, I realized that, my goodness, this is more than just photography. This is more than, you know, just creating pictures and, you know, saying hi, goodbye and calling it a day. This is a industry where it's based on relationships. Yes. And if I can uh, create trust and uh, meet my client's expectation, then my business can grow and it can be you know, something that I never thought it could ever be, you know, it just keeps on growing and growing. If I have those two main principles of, you know, you know, set in my, in my business. So that was really the main two aha moments (laughs) so far, Um, especially with, you know, realizing that it's it's relationship based. Yes. Oh, it's so true. And, and um, I I love both the points that you made there. First of all, we're just lucky as can be to be, to be able to have the luxury of, of, pursuing our passion and being able to make a living doing so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, even thinking now about how easy it is to launch a business, 
um, in comparison to when I started my business. And, and it's only been, uh, what, about 17 years, 16, 17 years or so since since um, I launched a photography business. Mm-hmm. And it, even then, it wasn't that complicated. Of course, the, the hard part comes afterward in actually making it a sustainable business. Absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's even easier now. And we have even more tools that are either free or very inexpensive um, that will enable us to be able to launch a business and do the thing that we love. And it's really an incredible opportunity and a mm-hmm. great reminder for all of us listening. And then, yes, relationships. I mean, it's probably my favorite thing about this photography industry. I, I love being able to talk to you and to others that come on the podcast <laughs> and, of course, meet our clients uh, in person uh, from Photographers Edit as well. And and really just mm-hmm. to, to, to develop close friendships. Uh, I've had a wonderful opportunity to do so over the years. It really is about relationships in the end. And um, when, when you realize that, when our listeners le- realize that as photography business owners, it makes a massive difference in the experience that they have as business yes. owners. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if, if we're just running a business and it's just about numbers or it's just about the photography, I think it's a lot easier for us to burn out or for things to become mundane. But when you have those mm-hmm. relationships to look forward to, it's just, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. And yes. uh, so that's a great reminder. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. It, you know, I, I what, you, what you talked about with, you know, getting burnt out, um, you, easily, I have been in those crummy situations where um, it was a growing learning experience for me, where if, you know, my, my head's not in the right space, you know, um, for example, like if I'm, you know, working over my boundary limits, and, and you know, trying to fit in too many tasks, you know, at once, which brings us to our lovely discussion of, you know, time management and how crucial that is. For sure. Um, you can easily, you can easily get burnt out, but what always brings me back to, you know, a, a good peaceful place so I can serve my clients well and give them that experience and, you know, and have fun with it is just knowing my heart of why I started, why I started this business and what keeps me going. And so, you know, that, that's how I'm able to, you know, keep, keep it going and, and, you know, still, still uh, serve my clients well. Yeah. And, and this, this brings us back to a conversation that has happened, um, a, a good bit actually lately in the book of podcasts, which centers around the why, the big why question, why do I do what I do? And relationships is certainly a beautiful why. Um, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, we, we may all differ in one, one form or another, but, relationships are central to our lives and and focusing on developing those relationships certainly on a personal level but but ultimately in business as well um, mm-hmm. creates a whole different life experience for us and I love that you're prioritizing that and uh, I can mm-hmm. certainly relate to the significance of those relationships in my life as well so once again thank you for for that reminder I, I'd love to to get to know you a little bit personally we haven't had the chance to meet in person <laughs> before and and I want to take our listeners uh, down that road uh, as well tell us a little bit about about you some of the important people in your life maybe you have pets um, and, and and what you like to do with your free time <laughs> of course. So uh, currently, I live uh, in little downtown Deland, Florida. I've grown up here uh, my whole life. So I, I just I love how I'm able to not work really in the city, you know, too much, I can still be in Deland, I can still, you know, kind of uh, work in like this, you know, the southern areas of, you know, Florida, and, but also, I'm not too far away from the city. So, um, you know, I live around this area, and I'm obsessed with it, because it's also a, a sense of refuge when I do work out, you know, in the city. And um, so I, I live in Deland, I 
love yoga. I, you know, have some friends and family that are in this area too, that are close into land. So, um, when I'm not running my business and, you know, I, I need some free time, I'll, I'll go out for a run. I, I love running and doing some um, physical activities that, you know, help me stretch out because working weddings is very uh, hard on my body. So it is I for normally, sure. <laughs> so I normally enjoy, you know, you know, being outside and, and, you know, spending time, of course, with friends and family, but that's uh, not too much. But I, I do find family time very sacred, especially when I work mostly every day. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, I, you talk about living in Florida. Um, did you get hit at all with the storms that came through recently? We did, yes. Um, it's interesting. I think there are spurts of uh, tornadoes. So some parts of wow. Florida are, yeah, some some parts are scarier than others. But thankfully, where I'm living and most of my family were okay. Um, but I know a lot of people were affected, especially other wedding vendors that I'm friends with and um, that they're more in, in the Orlando area. So, but thankfully we're all okay. And I didn't have a wedding that weekend, so I'm very thankful. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I, I can imagine how stressful that would be both for the bride and the groom and as well as for yourself if, if uh, there had been a wedding that weekend. But um, yes. I'm so glad that you guys are okay. And it, it's, it's sad to Thank see the, the damage and, and um, really ultimately just the overall effect that those storms had on, on people down there. I'm glad mm -hmm. that you guys are certainly okay. And, and in the process though, did that, did that affect, um, beach life at all? I mean, are you a beach girl? Do you like spending time at the beach of Florida? That's kind of what comes <laughs> to mind. Um, oh, yeah. do you, do you get to get to the beach very often? Sure. Uh, actually, recently, the weather has been so strange and unpredictable. Um, so the the beach days, they can kind of come and go, but it's super hot. So you, you could go to the beach, but it might be a downpour of rain um, at the same time. But um, yeah, it's so I, I unpredictable, love isn't it? Sometimes like the, the weather these days, just kind of up and down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of the shift and just the overall climate has made a big difference in that regard. But um, yeah. I'm a little bit jealous of, of you being in, around that, uh, that kind of weather and, and easy access <laughs> to the beach, I could certainly yeah. stand to be out there more. But um, what, how would you, when you talk about this free time, whether it's yoga or running or being at the beach or spending time with family, what do you do to create that, that free time? Is there a particular technique or techniques that you use? And I know we're going to get into this in a little bit more detail. Maybe there's mm -hmm. a tool of some kind that you use. Can you give our listeners a, a tip or two when it comes to creating free time for yourself? Sure. So for me, I had to establish healthy boundaries in order to, um, you know, meet my clients' expectations and those deadlines that I've committed to. Um, but also, you know, like what you said, like do the things that I love and, and still be me, still be Erica. And um, so what I've done is uh, during the week, you know, I have set days on when I'll edit or if I'm too overloaded, then I'll, of course, outsource to photographers edit, which you guys are very helpful. <laughs> Shameless plug um, there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. So definitely, um, I have set days where I'll do emailing, including I'm very, I try to be as structured as possible, even though it's been, um, you know, a learning process uh, and it hasn't been easy because naturally, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, like a list maker really, you know, I, I, I kind of go with the flows, but so my, my natural instincts are not to be really organized, if that makes sense, but I've had to learn to be organized in order to, um, you know, be successful with my business and my personal life. So there's set days where, you know, 
from from eight o'clock in the morning till noon, I'm going to just do emailing and coding and call brides and that's it. So then after that, I can move on to something else that's important, you know, with blogging and, um, you know, social media, you know, move on to that. So uh, I've, I've, I definitely do that. I commit to timeframes and then I've started to um, try and schedule only portrait sessions on certain days. Um, you know, weddings, I'm more flexible, of course, there's, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can serve as much as possible with, you know, weddings. But, you know, I try and structure my time. Actually, Google helps me that with the little reminders. I'm sure you know, but there are little reminders with Google that pop up. I can make lists and things like that to keep me in check. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and I know we're going to dive into all of this in more detail here in just a little bit. But uh, the word that stands out to me is boundaries. And this mm-hmm. was actually an idea that you commented um, to me before we even started recording, the idea of boundaries and the importance of boundaries. And it's a good reminder, you know, because it is easy to get carried away with all that we have to do as, as business owners. Most of us probably sole proprietors. Um, there's, there's a lot on the list. And uh, mm-hmm. if we don't create at least a little bit of structure, uh, whether that comes through you know, working strictly off a, a task and project management list. You said you're not a list girl, but you've got a certain time frame or, or calendar uh, schedule for the day in place. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary as well. There are different ways we can create boundaries, but the key is to create boundaries um, yes. so that we don't let ourselves get burnt out and get too carried away with the busy work that detracts from really truly living life. So yeah. um, this is a good reminder. And, and yet again, I know we're going we're gonna to be talking about this in a little bit more detail, um, but let's, let's kind of take a step back to your photography business itself. You said you've been in business for a couple of years, but I'm curious if you'd just share with our listeners how you actually got into photography in the first place. Sure. So you know, I was in college in about 2011, 2012. Um, and I was actually trying to figure out the option. Should I go to photography school? Should I go to filmmaking school? Should I go to California and be in filmmaking or should I stay in Florida and do photography? Cause I love both. Um, uh, when I was a child, I was obsessed with photography as well as making home videos. <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of camera were you using to make the videos with? Oh, goodness gracious. I don't know. I was about maybe six years old with that huge, you know, big video camera that sits on your shoulder. That, oh, like what, the old whatever. VHS cameras. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> the good old 90s. Uh, yeah. So it, me and my friends, or I would just wrangle up my friends and they would listen to me and I would tell them what character they were. And, you know, we'd be you know acting different parts. So I've always, I was always oh, a I'm creative worried. child. <laughs> I know. Do you still have I, some of those? Yes. Oh, I, see, oh that God. definitely needs to get posted to social media. You need to like create <laughs> these clips and and uh, add a little soundtrack or something. How funny! That's great. Yeah, I'm I'm such a silly person, and and even my clients know that because that's what helps kind of bridge the gap and make them you know feel comfortable and you know trust me that I'm silly. So I've always been silly. I've always been in, involved with like the arts and you know creativity. So, um, you know, when it came to you know going to college, I decided that I wanted to stick close to home. And there is a amazing uh, photography department close to where I live. So it's called the Southeast Center for Photographic Studies. And it's at Daytona State College. So I was able to, um, you know, earn my education in photography there. And I decided, you know what, um, maybe I should get my bachelor's. Then that was a whole nother topic right there, Nathan. But I, I decided to get my bachelor's in photography just in case I wanted. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about it because 
you know, the, the conversation can go both ways. A lot of people are like, why do you have to go earn your education photography? You don't yeah. need a degree. Yeah. Um, and that's true. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of amazing photographers without that formal education. But for me and, and my walk and what, you know, I felt comfortable with, I wanted to make sure I had an education because while I was in school, I didn't know I was going to be a business owner. I didn't know. It wasn't until I was, uh, the, the, yeah, the last year of uh, my bachelor's program, that's when I decided um, I can have more flexibility and, and, and having a business. So that's when I started doing internships. I did internships in uh, college. I interned with Orlando Magazine, and I actually also interned with a um, museum in Orlando, too. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, kind of different from editorial, you know, and actually photographing, you know, I was, um, in, you know, learning and enjoying museum practices and, and getting to know other photographers there. So I did a lot of internships and that really did catapult my career because I was able to, you know, meet some wonderful people in the you know, magazine publishing world. And, um, I still work with them today. And, um, you know, when I talk to kids, sometimes I'll go, uh, represent, my college that I graduated from, I'll, they'll ask me to speak to different public schools. And I encourage the kids, um, start when you're young. If you have a passion and you decide to maybe go to college for it, do an internship, even if it's unpaid. And I didn't get paid for any of those internships. I just did it for the experience. And it's really been fruitful and, and given me experience. Oh, I, and, and I can imagine that's the case, and, and probably not enough of us in, in this day and age, you know, the idea of, of being an intern um, at least in the photography industry, probably doesn't happen enough. And, and the, the kind mm-hmm. of experience that you get, not just photographically um, as an intern, but also exposure to what it's like to run a business or how to manage administrative tasks. Um, mm-hmm. These kinds of things are invaluable. To be able to actually see somebody uh, live and in person um, mm-hmm. running a business like that is is really, really important. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine that made a, a massive difference. Did you, I'm curious though, you know, I, I know that in the past conversation about photography degrees, uh, I mean, especially uh, my friends who went to Brooks Institute and spent just mm-hmm. insane amounts of money to go get a photography degree there, but they walked away with no uh, real education in business. Did the degree mm-hmm. that you just got, did, did that have any element of business to it or was it still very much centered around photography? Yeah, it actually, it didn't. <laughs> I know um, they had, let's see, they had like one or two business courses um, incorporated in the curriculum. Okay. Um, so it wasn't, you know, totally involved, but it was, it really was kind of you know, very vague, but at least I had some sort of business uh, education in there. But uh, no, I, when I graduated, it was mainly, you know, the degree was for photography. It wasn't business. I didn't get a minor in business. Um, I probably should have, but um, if anyone's like me, they don't really enjoy school very much, but they go, <laughs> <laughs> they go because, you know, it, it, it's important to, uh, you know, get that out of the way. So um, I didn't go back to school for a business education. So everything I've learned was either through like, you know, watching my parents because my parents have a business and then also, you know, seeing how other photographers work and, and having some mentors who, you know, guide me and then just, uh, working as I go and and learning that way. Even my, um, uh, my mother, she was a very good mentor and helping me since she runs a business with my father unrelated to photography though. Well, but that, 
that still brings, you know, there are certain elements of running a business that, that are kind of applicable across the board. So again, I'm, I can imagine that that kind of insight, um, it was absolutely invaluable. How, how mm-hmm. did you decide then once you came out of school to get into what is wedding and engagement photography now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mainly my, my business is focused on uh, weddings, portraits, mainly um, engaged couples. And so when I was first uh, starting my business, it was mainly kind of anything I can get paid to do. But um, over time, I realized um, I was getting burnt out. I was not producing the quality, the same quality each time because I was doing all these different things sure. uh, just, just for a quota. And as much as that's good, yes, you want to, you know, pay your bills. And, and <laughs> there is life. that. And yes, of course. <laughs> However, Nathan, I was getting burnt out because I was doing all these different photography assignments. And um, so what I've learned is to uh, hone in on my craft. And what I enjoy doing was weddings, working with engaged couples and, um, you know, mainly, mainly that and, you know, outdoor portraiture with maybe families. And now my couples are you know, they've been married for how many years and, um, you know, now they're growing their families. So that's been fun. Now, you know, they'll come to me and, you know, for maternity portraits, maybe uh, for like some family photos. And I don't mind doing that, of course, because it's, you know, uh, referrals and, and I get to see, you know, their families grow. So it's a, it's been a fun journey of, you know, kind of honing in on that sort of craft, but then also uh, being a part of their journey with my clients of, you know, them growing their family. Oh, yeah. Furthering those relationships for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It brings us back to the relationship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you set yourself apart? Because yeah, you know, being a wedding photographer, there are so many wedding photographers out there. And mm-hmm. Florida is kind of a, a go-to location, I think, for a, a large number of people, I would assume anyway, um, just because of the weather and, of course, the beaches and so forth for weddings. How do you actually set yourself apart from the so-called competition? Yeah, so... Th- uh, the Florida market is very saturated and I've been told that and I ignored the naysayers and I said, you know what, there is a quality of service that I can provide. Every photographer has their own special quality. Um, I'm all about the community over competition. That's, that's my motto. I even, um, you know, will refer my photographer friends if I'm even, you know, already booked and I'm like, ah, I can't serve this client, but you know, I have this, you know, really great photographer friend who could serve you. So I'm all, I'm all about that. So in that, when I'm looking at that and, and what I provide, um, you know, I, I provide a service where it's, it's more than, you know, just a pretty picture. And I try and go above and beyond to meet my client's needs and to make it as easy as possible because wedding planning can be so stressful for my, my poor bride. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And so I've even taken it one step further with, I create, you know, photography timelines. I, I, I encourage them, even if it's a simple email or a phone call, you know, I, I try and just be relatable and, and it's not being fake. I'm, I'm totally, um, you know, interested in their lives. How's wedding planning going? Can I do anything to help you? Because there's, usually not a coordinator with my clients. Sometimes my clients don't have that budget. So um, naturally, I've just kind of assumed that role of, you know, making sure I'm looking out for my clients. So then it doesn't negatively affect the photography service that I'm providing and, and everything's going according to plan. So, um, you know, with with my service, I just try and go above and beyond it to, to make sure that they're having a good time, that they are, um, you know, 
avoiding the stress, even though it kind of comes and goes, as you probably know with, you know, sure. with the wedding photography. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, it does. But, you know, this is yeah. a, as much as this is um, some might say, well, well, of course, we should give good service. But it's particularly important um, and, and has been, but will continue to be become probably even more important. Uh, in the coming few years, as technology more and more enables the consumer to be a not even just a decent photographer, but even a good photographer with mm-hmm. all of the, the software and the tools available. I mean, we, we can take an incredible image with our phone now. And um, mm-hmm. that's the kind of, I mean, as opposed to just simply other professional photographers being the, the so-called competition, we now have the, the consumer market with the tools necessary to take a decent image as our so-called competition. And what's mm-hmm. ultimately going to set us apart, I mean, taking a cool picture is one thing, um, although we have to keep in mind that our our market, uh, most of our target market doesn't really know the difference between what photographers would consider a good and a great image. Um, mm-hmm. So how then can we actually set ourselves apart and ultimately um, set up a sustainable business, something that's going to continue to the last despite the, the improvements in technology, despite the fact that more and more consumers can can capture great images themselves. And really, the, the probably the biggest differentiator is going to be that experience. The consumer isn't, doesn't have yes. the time or even necessarily the tools to create the kind of experience that you will as an established professional who mm-hmm. has experience um, and who can lend perspective that's just not going to be the situation with somebody who can pick up a you know a cheap DSLR or even just take some pictures with their phone, and that's mm-hmm. what's going to set you and other photographers apart. So this is a really really great reminder for those listening in. It is about mm-hmm. the experience in the end. As much as we might be artists, and as much as those you know those little nuanced differences um, from one image to the next, the way that you edit it, or hopefully you're delegating to somebody else to edit. Um, you might think those things make a difference. Really, in most cases, they don't. What makes the biggest difference um, to the way that your client sees you and your business and whether or not they're going to refer you is the experience that you create. And yes. um, so I'm, I'm glad, you know, I, I don't I don't mind continuing to go back to this topic. It's something that certainly has come up multiple times before on the podcast, but we need to be reminded of it because that really in the long term is what is going to help us maintain a business, a business model that is sustainable. That's really, mm-hmm. really good. I want to to get to a topic that I think I, I said earlier, I'm a bit of a nerd. I, I, I love this topic <laughs> of time management, but I want to get to that now because um, as I mentioned, you actually volunteered to discuss this very topic. And um, so I'm curious really just to start with time and its definition in your mind. What does it actually mean to you? What's What is the significance of time to you and to your business? Time to me is so precious. And, you know, when I started my business focusing on weddings, I realized how time goes by so quick for me. Before you know it, the client books and then I don't know how time goes by so fast, but then all of a sudden it's the wedding day. And how many more, how many months or, you know, a year can go by and you're like, oh, holy smokes, wow, time goes by quick. So, um, you know, in between then, uh, you know, I have to not only prioritize myself and my, you know, personal life, of course, but, um, you know, meet those deadlines, expectations of my clients. So time is very precious because, um, you know, it's, it's for my family, it's for myself, it's for my clients who I adore so much. So I have to make sure that there's enough time for everyone, for me, everyone. myself, my clients, <laughs> three major people, myself. My clients and my loved ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you know, it's it's a great point. It's it's a very simple idea, but it's a great point. We all have we share that in common. You know, we talked about the commonality of relationships earlier, but 
time is also significant to all of us in one form or another and respecting Mm -hmm. that and ultimately structuring our business to support that uh, is really, really important. That awareness um, can can lead and hopefully does lead to proactivity and Mm -hmm. um, you're already exemplifying that. So I'm curious to kind of dive into that a little bit more. One of the things you said earlier that, that caught my attention though, which was really interesting actually speaking of proactivity is that you're not naturally an organized person. Um, so <laughs> despite the fact that you're not naturally an organized person, the fact that you are very proactively making time a priority, the way that you're using your time, managing your time a priority speaks uh, volumes. I think it's a wonderful example for all of us. We're not going to always feel like being organized. We're not going to always feel like Mm-mm. being structured. But the payoff is massive, not just to our business, but to our personal life as well. But I just to kind of take that a step further, how would you answer somebody that says, what, like, why does it even really matter how we use our time? I'm an artist type. You know, I just kind of go with the flow. I like, I let things happen. I like to be mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, how would you respond to that? Why does time even matter that much to us as business owners? Sure. I suppose, uh, you know, that, that sort of mentality I, I sometimes will take on when I'm actually photographing, you know, if I'm not maybe posing and I'm kind of having the clients, you know, uh, enjoy their own moment and I'm just, you know, photographing. Um, but of course, like the business side, yes, the organization is crucial. You know, otherwise then you're going to get, or at least me, I will easily get bogged down and stressed out if I'm not organized with my lists and my timeframes, you know, that I need to meet. So, um, you know, with photographing, like when I'm actually using the camera, I'm a little bit more, you know, loose with, you know, maybe, you know, not being so rigid. And of course, maybe a, a photography goal list I'll try and aim for, but, um, being organized, I, I wouldn't be able to make it if I wasn't organized. I don't know um, how any photographer would be able to uh, successfully have a, a company and, and not you know stay organized and and have some sort of structure because everyone's different. Everyone's different with you know how how they think and you know what works for them. So uh, the organization process is definitely something that I've had to figure out as I go and and be you know structured in that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I think it's a good point that you make. Not not everybody functions the same way. So when we're talking about establishing some type of schedule or just structure, the idea of structure or organization as a whole in our business, it doesn't mean that it's going to look the same for everybody. The, the, the key here is that everybody is proactive in an effort to create mm-hmm just enough structure that I don't, I don't personally, for example, like to be micromanaged, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I, that I love owning my own company is that mm-hmm. I get some freedom and flexibility. I get to be my own boss and decide how I use my time. Um, yes. That's really important to me. So while we're, what we're talking about here is creating even just a loose structure that kind of guide us through our day. And that, that can make a really, really big difference, both in the efficiency in which we work in our business, but then it ultimately means more freedom and flexibility personally as well. Mm So I'm actually curious what that looks like for you. Like what, what does an average day look like uh, in the life of Erica Grace? (laughs) The life of Erica Grace. Well, Nathan, let's see. So for example, maybe I have a wedding on a Saturday and a Sunday, you know, sometime over the weekend. Uh, usually that Monday, that morning, I'll wake up early. Usually I wake up around like 7, 7.30, usually every day. And even sometimes my portrait sessions are, 
around like like the morning golden hour. So I'm even sure. waking up early for that. So I'm <laughs> I'm an early bird. So uh, you know, I wake up early in the morning. You know, I I do my yoga. I make sure that I'm happy first, and and I try and take care of myself. And um, then I go into my tasks. Usually Monday after a wedding, I'll I'll call down the wedding real quick. I've learned to be really quick with that now, and um, you know, I'll zip through that. And then can you actually speak to that? I'm I'm curious how you approach this because I know. Well, certainly, again, different photographers will approach it differently. But how yeah. did you, what is the process that's enabled you to get really quick with calling? Because I, I know, I mean, even, of course, I shot weddings for about 10 years. And, and before I started Photographer's Edit and I was able to send my images off, um, <laughs> I had to, to do my own calling work as well. And mm-hmm. that could just be such a tedious process. And then you're comparing a series yeah. of four or five images and, and you just get bogged down in it. How, how have you been able to speed that process up? Sure. So I know some photographers use different programs. And um, so far, I mean, Lightroom is fine with me. I I use Lightroom and and that's that's okay with me. It doesn't really bother me. So, you know, I'll quickly go through, um, you know, for example, like I I sometimes come away with thousands of photos, but I actually I call it down uh, between 900 and 1000 because I'll make black and white versions, too. So, um, you know, I I zip through it and I've learned to just, you know, pick the ones that celebrate and honor my clients. And of course, there's a lot of duplicates. So I'm just really quick with knowing what's going to be in the album that's included in the collection and knowing, you know, what. Uh, images look best for my clients. So I, I zip through that and I'll, um, actually I've learned this from photographers edit, you know, I'll, I'll star them and I'll, and I'll categorize them to help me, you know, stay organized. And then yeah. from, yeah, it's, it's super, uh, convenient with Lightroom, um, categorizing it. And, you know, at that point I'll, I'll already know, like if I'm too bogged down and I'll need help, I'll outsource. But, um, if I can handle it myself then you know, I'll just keep the catalog and I'll, um, you know, handle all the calling down. And once that's called down, you know, I'll send some highlights to my clients. It's all about that experience. So I've learned that um, my clients, you know, they have the wedding day on a Saturday, that Monday, maybe that even earlier that Sunday, they might be on their honeymoon. And I'll even ask them, oh, when are you leaving on your honeymoon? And if they're still going to be in town, or even if they're, you know, boarding, boarding a flight, um, I like to email them a few sneak peeks. And that just helps heighten the excitement of what just took place and their commitment to each other and even their friends and family who are involved. So I'll email them um, some few highlights and I'll even get the rest of the vendors involved with posting and tagging all the professionals on Facebook. And, um, that's been, that's been really fruitful because then friends and loved ones, you know, see that tag because I'll tag the bride and groom. I friend request them and, um, so usually that's like more of a day in life on a Monday with Erica, you know, I'll call down and I'll, I'll share sneak peeks and I'll blog and, you know, other days of course are a little bit more boring with, you know, maybe finances and things like that (laughs) (laughs) or generating quotes. But, you know, that's always exciting too, because I'm meeting, you know, new clients hopefully. So (laughs) you're, you're shooting full time, correct? Yes. I'm full time. Okay. So how many, like, for example, how many weddings will you photograph, um, this year roughly? So this year I have 23, That's 24. awesome. That's awesome. Especially only a couple of years in. That's, that's really impressive. So mm-hmm. the, the reason I asked that, I'm kind of curious if, if that's your, that's your Monday, how much time would you say average the rest of the, the week do you spend in a day working? I mean, is it a full eight hours? Do you think it's less six, maybe even four? Like what, what does that look like? Yeah, about normal. Well, my office hour is kind of going back to like the healthy boundaries. Um, uh, 
my office hours where I will take phone calls and, you know, certain times of the day I'll do emailing is eight to four. And that's when I'm generally available to my clients. But then I also have learned to be flexible because not all my clients are available during that time because they have busy work schedules too. So I'll be flexible with, you know, I'll take that after four o'clock, you know, call. I'll, I'll arrange my dinner hour to accommodate maybe a Skype, you know, consultation with that bride because, you know, she just needs that that extra help because she's already stressed out with wedding planning. She just needs someone to kind of, you know, be there for her. Hold her hand a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind. Um, I really don't mind. It it helps with the experience. So, but within that eight to four, so that's roughly eight hours. How many hours would you say that, that you put into actual work time during, during that eight to four day? Well, I mean, I'm a, I am alone in this business where I I kind of do everything. So it's very structured with, I usually use up that entire time. Do you? Okay. Uh, yeah, I usually am hustling the entire time, either with, you know, the, the quoting process right. until like maybe a, a few phone calls. I'll follow up with the, you know, the bride to make sure I'm, key, I'm, I'm bridging the gap of communication and making sure that they are, you know, having the expectation met with, you know, a, a quick follow up quote and then a quick follow up phone call to let them know that the quote has been sent. And then, you know, after that, there can be some you know, editing that I need to do or just blogging. Uh, I'm kind of a one woman show. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Well, I was just curious because I, I know, you know, at times I, I've certainly been surprised listening or hearing from certain photographers that they're just so, 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 so busy. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess I'm just curious ultimately what a day in the life of a photographer shooting 20 to 30 weddings a year looks like, because I think um, and kind of back to, and I know we're going to get into this idea of boundaries here in a second, but I think that it's it's really important for photographers to realize that, hey, if you're shooting 20 or 30 weddings a year, certainly there's a lot of work to go that goes along with that. And there's mm-hmm. also a lot of work that goes into getting that business uh, in the first place, right? The social media, the blogging, um, the communication via email or the phone, uh, the mm-hmm. networking events and so forth. There's a lot that goes into it. But I yes. think it, as long as we're maintaining some type of structure and boundary um, that we don't have to get burnt out working 60, 80 hours a week in order to shoot 20 weddings, um, mm-hmm. I think it can be a much, much more manageable number there. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of why I was asking. But I'm, I'm curious, though, to, to your original point, um, if you'll just kind of talk us through a little bit this idea in a little bit more detail, this idea of boundaries and how that applies then to your work week and, and maybe mm-hmm. what that then looks like for your evenings. I mean, how does that really free you up in the evenings to be able to truly set work aside and, and do any and everything but work? What, what does that all look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the very beginning, when I was still figuring things out with my, you know, my business and, uh, you know, I was taking on too much that I could handle, you know, photographing things that weren't really my niche. But, um, you know, I was I was I was getting burnt out and I was working. It seemed like all day and all night. And it was just, it was just bonkers, Nathan. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. My I friends it. and family, <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? I mean, they see the fruit of my hard work. And that's why I think I'm, you know, I've come to a point where I'm, I'm ex- successful really early on in my career um, because I was working long hours and, you know, all day and all night. But now I'm coming to the point where now the business is kind of, um, you know, it's, it's reached a point to where I can, 
work normal hours. And, you know, I didn't quit my nine to five to work all day and all night. Right. Exactly. um, (laughs) Yeah. And it seems to go without saying, but it's really, I mean, it's a, it's a good reminder. What, what is the point of being in business for ourselves where we have all the stress of, you know, being like fully, truly and fully responsible for not only our income, but then of course dealing with taxes and all Mm -hmm. the administrative uh, work associated with running our business. There's so many different kind of stress or potential stress factors that come with running our own business, why in the world would we do that if we're not Mm -hmm. ultimately creating a better life for ourselves? We're not starting a business to be stuck behind the computer 24-7. It just doesn't make sense. So that's a great point that you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And, and like I said, I mean, it's been it's been a journey. So I, I didn't really know that early on. It's been, you know, learning progressively as I go. And um, so now with the, you know, the eight to four, sometimes, in, you know, an eight to five, a little later, depending on, you know, the workload and the season, because as you know, there's you know, seasons for wedding photography when it's busier than others. For and, sure. Um, you know, right now uh, for Florida, uh, we're in bu- busy season because it's just, it's still hot outside and people just, you know, get married in November. It's so hot. So, <laughs> you know, we have great weather over here uh, for the most part all year round, um, unless it's the tropical, uh, you know, hurricane weather. But um, right now we're in, you know, the busy season. So I have to be even more adamant of making sure that I'm sticking to the timelines and such. But yeah, thankfully I've reached a point to where I don't have to work crazy hours in the middle of the night. And, you know, I, I learned to become quicker with uh, my tasks and, and producing quotes. So, you know, in the beginning, when I was still figuring things out, you know, things just took naturally longer. And I think every photographer, you know, works different, but eventually, you know, you get the hang of things once you've done it repeatedly, and you get into the groove of, you know, when you do uh, certain tasks and, and, and things like that. And once you get into your, your groove, I've learned that I just work quicker naturally, which is a which is really nice. <laughs> For sure. Well, and but but the key there, you're not going to really get into a groove unless you come up with a system, right? Um, repetition, yeah. um, well, it can breed a number of things, but it can certainly help us or help encourage consistency. And so when you talk about getting in a groove, a lot of what it can encourage that so-called groove, kind of getting in flow state, if you will, is if you've established a system that you know that works, a structure that you know that works, um, you've created boundaries. And by doing so now you're consistent in your day-to-day schedule. I mean, you talked specifically mm-hmm. about an, an eight to 12 kind of time frame in which you're handling email, um, for example, um, mm-hmm. interacting with brides. What were some of the other things that you listed in that time frame that you do? You know, with blogging, uh, there are certain days I'll do blogging. I try and blog every wedding. That's something that is, is important to me and showing, you know, potential clients that, you know, I am working, I am in demand. Yes, I'm a young business, but um, blogging has been really important in social media too, to show that I am demand. And so, um, you know, blogging and Every wedding, blogging, every session has been something that has been important that I need to fit in. I need to fit in. I cannot forget to, you know, blog that. So, uh, you know, from maybe like a few hours, I'll blog two weddings and, you know, post it on Facebook and and tag the the vendors. And um, there are certain days where. I just focus on timelines because that's something that I include in my my service that I provide to my bride. So I'll make sure that there's a timeline and, um, you know, everything is going to be planned well, 
even though we stay flexible because <laughs> things can happen in the wedding day that can change. But always, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, ah, oh, rats, things are changing, but it's okay. I will serve you well. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so with definitely with timelines, that's something that's important too, that, you know, I have to fit in because otherwise I'm not providing the uh, service that I would like for my bride because I want to create a stress-free environment. So well, I think this is a good reminder. Uh, really, this whole conversation as a whole uh, is is a good reminder of kind of the, the, the dichotomy of the existence of both structure and flexibility and the importance of them being able to coexist, right? We mm-hmm. are artist types. We like the freedom and flexibility that comes from running our own business and, and deciding on our own schedule and not having to follow somebody's rules or guidelines as, as, as to when we're supposed to do what. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're going to be much more successful uh, as business owners, if we do incorporate some structure, but at the same time also maintain a little bit of flexibility in that. And I love the fact that, that you've got this this very specific segment of time in your workday, 8 to 12, where you do certain things, but then the afternoon kind of opens up and you're able to do to handle a variety. And I think mm-hmm. that's a great example of, of this idea of, of freedom of flexibility and structure and not having to be mutually exclusive. I think that the idea of structure or organization is, is a major turnoff to a lot of photographers because they, they like being kind of in the moment and going with the flow. Totally get mm-hmm. that concept, and, and I certainly enjoy elements of it myself. But we have to remember that if we're going to run sustainable businesses, there's got to be at least a little bit of structure. It takes a little bit of time up front to, to put that in place. Uh, but then we'll really reap the rewards of that, even the loose structure, um, that will help drive efficiency in our business and ultimately, of course, give us more freedom and flexibility, um, not just you know in our personal lives in general. But hey, if you like to take more pictures, you like to focus on the artistic side of photography, it gives you more freedom and flexibility for that too. So I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you. Speaking of time, I appreciate you making the time uh, <laughs> in your day to to have this conversation with us. Uh, you've been very gracious in doing so. And I wonder if you'll just go yeah. ahead and share with, with our listeners where they can find you online so they can kind of follow your work and what you're up to. Absolutely. So my website is ericagracephoto.com and Erica is with a K, not with a C, it's a K. So Erica Grace, <laughs> I'm special, ericagracephoto.com and I'm on Instagram as well and it's ericagracephoto. Perfect. Erica, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us about time and time management and uh, just for- Any time. Uh, yeah, there you, well, <laughs> brilliantly done. Well, well done. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast today. Will you let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Dot com.